Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of the Hear Me Tell It, the life and times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, right shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse. But whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. I have been blessed, blessed indeed with many good things in my life. I had a mom and daddy that loved me, and they corrected me when corrected need be done. And um, those who know me know that uh, I got a sister, her name's Robin, she's two years older than me. And... Robin and I, our age different, being pretty close. And then our, our younger brother, Stephen, he was born 12, 12 years later than me. That's going to be another story when mom and daddy sat us down at the kitchen table and said, we're going to get y'all something. But I ain't going to tell you what that story, how it went, especially how my sister reacted. But anyway, I'm, this story is going to be about my sister and our relationship when we was real young. There's other There's other stories about our relationship as it grew and expanded and we growed up and whatnot, but we lived in Butler in the 60s. And when I say Butler, my mom and dad, we actually lived in Butler twice. I don't know if anybody knows that or not, but we lived in Butler two times. We moved there one time and daddy brought his brother, uh, Jesse, and, and his wife, Agnes. They came over and bought the Butler red and white and made a go at it. And anyway, that's another story in itself, but they ended up having to sell it back to and uh, and then we came back later. So, uh, but we lived in a red brick house out on the north side. No, I guess it's be the west side. On the west side of the of the town, well, it was across the street at what used to be the Butler swimming pool. For those who knew what that was, and that was some good days, brother, hanging out at the Butler swimming pool. You know, and, and everything was bigger or when, when you're smaller or a kid or young and you start thinking back, you'll think, boy, that thing was big. And then you look at it as an adult and you go, well, hell, it ain't that big after all. But that to me, that swimming pool was absolutely huge and it had a great diving board and all that stuff. And, and that's another story, too, I'm going to tell about, about the day, the summer days in the 60s at the Butler swimming pool. But anyway, my sister, Robin being two years older. We lived in that, we lived in that red brick house and it was, uh, it was out there across the street from the Butler swimming pool. And there used to be a little old, a store right there where the road, you know, forks off, but there was a little store there. And I think Mr. Green used to run that store if I remember right. <clears throat> but that was back in the good days, man. You could walk in that little store with a, with a, with a nickel. You could walk in that store with a nickel man, for the, for the, uh, for the, for the young listeners that may be listening to this today, I am not making this up. And I know everything is about inflation, the economy, and yada, yada, yada. But we walk, you could walk in that store with a daggum nickel and get several cookies or them, them good peppermint sticks that was in that big jar. That was a, that was a good time, man. But anyway, <clears throat> that's where we lived. And and the railroad tracks was back there behind the house. And and I remember the uh, the folks that lived down the street. <clears throat> promise uh 
Uh, the, I think their names was was it Adams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Adams, the Adams group. Uh, Joe Adams and their family lived down the street, and then their granddaddy lived right next door to them. And then there was the the, the Butler Hospital was right there. Doctor Clifford. That's going to be another story. But anyway, so that's that's where we we was, and and I you know I have a lot of memories about that that red brick house out there. I remember that uh, that the heater, and I don't know what kind of heater it was. Uh, it, it had to be of some kind of gas, but it was a, it was a furnace and it was in the floor. It was built into the ground. And I don't even know if that house is on a crawl space. I don't know, but I just know that there was a huge vent. And again, I was a kid, so I don't know how big, big, huge was back then, but you know, it looked like a four by four vent in the middle of the damn floor. And in the, in the winter we would, we would, uh, me and Robin would, would sit on that damn heater grate where all the heat was coming out of. And uh, and we put a blanket over us. And in, in retrospect, I'm thinking, well, God, that's a good way to die. <laughs> you know, to have some kind of poisoning. Well, we would. That's what we would do. It gets so damn hot, we couldn't stay in there long. But that's the house we lived in. But my sister Robin and I, we grew up. You know what? We was just kids. We was learning just like everybody else. <clears throat> and uh, I, I I say this with no sense of pride, but my sister and I, we had a fight or two in our early days. And we, we, uh, we, we, you know, we were, we were all we had. It was me and Robin. And, and occasionally we'd get a cat until daddy couldn't tolerate it and he'd get rid of it. And then mama would work on him a little bit more and then we'd get another cat. And then that cat wouldn't last long until daddy got tired of it. And then that cat would just be gone. That's kind of how the whole pet thing went for years in the Daniels family. Mama would work on daddy. Daddy would submit. We'd get a we'd get a, a critter, you know, whether it be a cat or a dog, and then a time go by, and then Daddy would say, "That's it. I've, I've had enough of this." <clears throat> but my my sister and I, uh, we learned a lot about growing up together. <clears throat> and this this is going to be a couple of stories here. But there was a time where I got sick, and I had some kind of cold. I don't know what it was. Head cold, who knows? But uh, all, here's all I remember about this story. I remember my sister being loving and kind and was going to help me with this cold I had. I I guess I had a stopped up nose. Who knows? But what my sister did was, is she went and found a bottle of those St. Joseph children's aspirins. They were orange and they tasted like oranges. And she commenced to take that entire bottle of aspirins and separate them. And she shoved them up my nostrils. Now, I don't have a vivid memory. I just remember my sister doing this. And I remember the, the my, my, ad, my whatever, my sinuses or whatever. But all up inside around my, under my eyes was packed. And, and it looked like, I looked like a chipmunk had eaten a bunch of stuff and was going to save it for a while. But under my eyes was all full. <clears throat> and then I remember Mama coming notice of this. And probably it's because of me being uncomfortable, but she was just having a fit. And then I remember Mama having to hold me down with a pair of tweezers to get all these aspirins that Robin had packed up inside my nostrils. That was a, that that was a learning event for both of us. And then there was a time where, excuse me, there was a time where we, I remember we, uh, we got our first dryer, clothes dryer, you know, until then it was just like everybody else did. You just hung your clothes out on the clothesline or you had one of them rack things that mama would put on the little back porch there and then and let them dry that way. But we had a, we, we got an electric dryer, but we didn't have nowhere to put it. A lot of houses back then, 
they weren't built with a you know a, a laundry room, if you will. They so you know the the appliance came around and it's like, well, well, hell, where, where do you put it in the old house? Where did where did people put a lot of stuff back in the you know in the fifties and the sixties as technology moved forward and the houses were already existed? Where do you put this stuff? And I'm talking about plumbing as well. So we did what a lot of other folks did. You just put stuff out on the back porch. So that's where our dryer was. And I have no idea where a washing machine was. I don't remember where the washing machine was. Maybe we had a laundry room that wasn't big enough for a dryer. But the uh, the dryer went on the back porch. <clears throat> and the back porch was, uh, you got you to gotta figure, if, if, if I'm telling you from my memory and it was small, it must have been daggum little. So this this dryer's on the back porch. <clears throat> And I don't, I don't remember how I got there. I just know we, it showed up. That's all. But here's what I do remember is my sister put me in it. And she, well, she coached me probably. But Robin, Robin coached me to get in his dryer. And I was small enough. And then, uh, and she turned it on. <clears throat> and I was small enough that that daggum dryer would, would, would roll. It would, and it, I was in there. And, uh, and it was fun at first. You know, and and I think Robin was too big to get in there or something. But anyway, it was fun at first. I think she was getting the joy out of hearing me tumble around in there. And I was I was okay. I mean, first time, you know, katunk, 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 katunk. And then I figured, well, if you know, if you put your arms and legs out to the side, you just kinda of ride it. It's like a ride. Like I said, it was it was fun at first. But then I realized, well dang, it's getting hot. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think mama come out there and broke that up too. <clears throat> and then there was the, uh, there was a time my sister and I were playing and I don't know, you know, maybe the game had a name, hell, who knows, but we, I was following her and she was walking, she was running around the house and she'd touch something and say something. And then I was just, a, you know, the two year old little boy that was younger than her. And I would, I would run behind her and I'd touch it too. And we was doing this and mom was in the kitchen doing something. And Robin's running around touching this, touching that. And I'm chasing her, touching this, touching that. And Robin ran by the dadgum stove, which was electric. But she ran by the stove and she reached up and did something. And I wasn't taller than her. But I reached up there and without looking, I just laid my hand flat up on top of the top of the stove top and uh and giddy up, buddy. That uh that big old round circular electric burner was uh, I guess it must have been cherry red. I don't know. But all I know is uh my hand didn't stay up there long and I went to screaming and hollering. Mom, of course, had a fit. And I remember, I remember my hand had a, had all those rings burned into the palm of my hand. And that's, that's when I was introduced to uh, butter. Butter was a great cure for burns. And I don't think that's true, but that's what mama did. So I remember mama holding me in the chair and me crying. And she had a big old, big old thing, of oleo, and just rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it. <clears throat> Not sure what it did, but just the fact that mama was holding me and rubbing oleo in my hand, it, it made everything okay. <clears throat> and then, uh, and, and, and back to something, you know, my sister, Robin, uh, we was both born in Macon and, and mama named Robin after, a, I think it was a dancer or something like that. Uh, maybe it was Robin. I think that's where it come from. <clears throat> and, and mama was going to name me Larry, but my, uh, my aunt Agnes had had a, had a boy and they named him Larry. So I got the name Jerry. So I guess we both ended with why pretty close. <clears throat> but as we, we grew older, when I say grow older, you know, now I'm at, uh, you know, eight, nine and 10 years old. My sister's two years older than me. We tend to fight a lot. And I don't, I don't know if that was normal. 
I don't know if other brothers and sisters fought. I don't know, but I can tell you right now, Jerry Daniels and Rob Daniels, we fought and we fought to the, ooh, I ain't going to say to the death because that ain't, that ain't, anyway, we fought. We fought like daggum stray dogs and stray cats. And when Robin and I would fight, brother, let me tell you, it was giddy up. We fought for all it was worth. It was, it was no bars hole, man. And we would beat each other stupid. And then as I got older, <clears throat> I got stronger. But there was a time where uh, we was we was going somewhere. We had that old brown Chevrolet Impala, four-door, no AC. And it was hot as blazing jimmies. And we was in the back seat. And you know how it, you know how it starts. And, of course, nobody wore a seatbelt back then. <clears throat> but you know how it starts. It was, you know, she's touching me or she's looking at me. And one, one would just egg on the other. And me and Robin got into a fight in the back seat. And I mean, man, it was bad. And Mama just snatched the car over and got out, got in the back, beat the crap out of both of us. You see, now you got to got a picture of this. Now we're in a we're in a brown, a chocolate brown Chevrolet Impala, no ACs, all the windows down. Mama probably threw a cigarette butt out to get going on this. Jumped in the back seat with us and commenced to beat the crap out of both of us for fighting. And then she got back in the front, and then she she climbed, almost climbed over, but she didn't climb all over the back seat. She gets, gets about halfway over the back seat and she's looking at us. And then she made us get together in the middle and we had to hug. And she said, I will beat the crap out of both of y'all if you stop hugging each other. And I don't know where we was going, but it seemed like eternity because me and Robin had to hug each other for the rest of the trip. And brother, let me tell you, you can imagine what happened because we, we started squeezing each other. <laughs> so anyway... That's uh that's just one episode. And then there was there was a time we was on we was in uh Panama City. And there was a time this was in the seventies, but there was a time in the seventies where a group of folks back then, and it would always be like the Daniels, the Hammocks, the Scots, the Duns, the Smiths. I'm trying to think if anybody else went. And if anybody else wins, I just forgot. But we we would all go down to Panama City Beach back when it was safe and it was clean and it was fun. It wasn't crowded. At least it wasn't crowded back then. <clears throat> and we'd go to PC and we'd rent, you know, a bunch of hotel rooms or something. Because in the early days, we, we, we there were, I don't know if there was any condos down there, but uh, we would rent a bunch of hotel rooms. <clears throat> and it was one morning, you know, it was just a, it was a little hotel room. And 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 uh, it, did, it did have a kitchen. So maybe it was a condo. I don't know. But it had two beds. It wasn't like it wasn't fancy. Nothing fancy. It was two beds, you know, just. And, and then there was a place there to cook. So it was all packed in one little room. But there was a morning we were there, and Daddy daddy did what Daddy does. Bob Daniels and Sonny Dunn and the rest of them, they get up at the damn early break of dawn, and they, they go do whatever they do. They go somewhere and drink coffee, I guess. But me and my sister was in that room, and we got into a fight. And we had our pajamas on. And me and Robin beat the stew out of each other. I mean, we was tearing clothes, pulling hair and we was going at it, and Mama about had all she could stand. And I know she had some kind of kitchen utensil on her hands. Come over there and commence to beat the crap out of us with that. And then, kind of like the car seat thing, man. She made us lay on the bed and hug each other forever, and I hated it. Oh man, and I hated it. And of course, we do what we always do. After we finish crying, we start squeezing each other real tight. <clears throat> so uh, anyway. So that's that's kind of like the relationship. Now, Robin and, and I, we to, to this day, we have a wonderful relationship. We probably talk once or twice a week. 
and uh, God has been good to us. And uh, I, I cannot thank my sister enough because in the in the later days, matter of fact, the end days of my mama when she got really, you know, bad. Um, Robin and her husband did a wonderful thing and they converted their, uh, that's another story, but they converted uh, their dining room to uh, basically a, uh, not an assisted living, but um, but like a hospice room for mama. They brought all that stuff in there and mama didn't die uh, by herself in some nursing home. She died in Robin's living room and I was with her. So that was, that's another story. But, but Robin and I, uh, yeah, our, our relationship uh, is, is absolutely fabulous. You know, there was, there was a time where, you know, Robin, as we got older, you know, when I say got older, uh, we was living in that house off Edgewood Drive. <clears throat> and, uh, I've been known to get a whipping or two. And as a matter of fact, every, every whipping or whooping, I call them every whooping that I ever got from daddy or mama, uh, I deserved. And there's a bunch of them that I didn't get that I probably should have got. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Just stuff I didn't get caught for. <clears throat> but our relationship grew to the point where, you know, I would, I would do something and, and daddy would lean into me and, and I got good whoopings. And, and yes, my daddy did whip me with a belt and mama whipped me with switches or flash waters or spoons or whatever else she had in her hand. But, uh, me and Robin was not spared at all. Uh, we, we, we got our share of whoopings, believe me, you, <clears throat> but there were, our, our relationship grew to the point where when I showed enough got a, a good whooping, that, uh, you know, she would actually come and console me afterwards and, and kind of look at the marks on the back of my legs. Now, some folks will get mad. Some folks go, I can't believe your daddy. And they'll say, your daddy beat you. No, no, my daddy didn't beat me. My daddy, ne first of all, my daddy never whipped me in anger. He was good about that. He would even say, you go to your room for a while. And then he knew what he was doing. He was getting past his anger. Daddy, daddy did not whip us in anger ever. Not that I recall. Dad, Bob Daniels did not whip us in anger. Well, there is one time I'll go ahead and tell that story now. <clears throat> and, and, and he controlled himself, I guess, but there was a day that, um, we, we were at the SNS cafeteria in Macon and I don't know which one it was. It ain't, it ain't the one that everybody goes to now. I don't know if this one even exists. It was near, it was down near the river and it was tall, near a tall building. I don't know what street that was, but that was kind of like the a ritual. We would go to Sunday school and church and then we would, we would, run over there and uh, go to the trough and, and the SNS cafeteria. <clears throat> and that lady be playing that piano. I, I, I don't know who that lady was, but she used to, I used to always go up there as a little boy and say, hey, will you play Love is Blue? And she played Love is Blue. I, I don't know why I'd like that song, but I did. But my sister and my brother, I mean, me and my sister, mom and daddy, were standing in line. And SNS cafeteria, you know how it works. You got you to gotta get in line and you just kind of move around. And then all of a sudden you get to the point where you get your tray and you get your your fighting tools and whatnot. And then you mosey past the, uh, I, I like how they do that. Uh, why is the damn, the, the, the desserts and the salads are all, you know, all that stuff's up front. Uh, you think the desserts would be on the end, but then I guess if you ain't got all that stuff on your tray yet, you start with the desserts and then you already got it. You can't put it back. You already passed that part. But we was in line and I, and my sister was in front of me. <clears throat> and I think my, uh, I think my mama was in front and, and my sister and me, and then daddy was behind me. And I, I got to noticing that when my sister, she had on, she had on something like a, a flip-flop or a sandal or something, but I got to realize, and I was studying. So I, it must have been like a, a a science project or a physics project because I got to studying and I noticed that when my sister took a step, that the back of her shoe didn't immediately follow. It just kind of, it was like a pause. 
And I got to thinking, I said, hmm, I wonder if I could time it right. And when my sister goes to take a step, I wonder if I can step in that gap between the heel of her shoe or heel of her foot and that I'll just say flip-flop. Man, I don't know what it was. But I, I was thinking, I wonder if I can time that right. And I step on it. And then it'll, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll trip her up. So I did it. And I, in the first couple of times I was, I was off time. I couldn't get it right, <clears throat> but it had it gotten some of the daddy's attention, but nothing bad. And then I got good at it after about two or three tries. And then I caused her to stumble and daddy, daddy would, he would, and boy, I hated it, but it worked. It was effective. But daddy would thump me in the back of the ear when he was wanting to like, you better straighten up boy. He like, pow, he'd pump me and thump me in the back of the ear and it hurt. And uh, Jerry Daniels being Jerry Daniels, I, I guess it wasn't good enough. I don't know. And I did it again. And and Robin fell, and she fell into another woman, and 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 pulled her dress not down, but she she fell and she pulled, and then that was it. <clears throat> All Katie Bar broke loose, and Bob Daniels literally said, "Y'all y'all back up," and he started pushing people in the line behind him. He was pushing them back. And at the same time, while daddy's pushing all these folks back, you know, I'm standing there, I'm froze. Robin, Robin's taking it and she's, she's making good out of it, you know, so she's getting all verbal. Mama turned around, she don't know what the hell's going on. And daddy is in that swift movement of one hand telling folks to back up. Daddy's taking his damn belt off. And daddy whooped me right there in the line in the SS cafeteria and he held nothing back. And you know what? Back in those days, nobody intervened. Nobody said a word. And uh, he straightened me up, put his belt back on. <clears throat> I'm sure folks was looking at him talking. And uh, all I know is when I got up there and got my tray and got to the dessert thing, I, 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 was, I couldn't catch my breath. I was crying so hard. But anyway, and, and that person on the counter was looking at me and thought, oh, my God, what happened to you, boy? And, and I started to say, I want that. And Daddy said, no. Uh, you ain't you ain't getting no damn dessert. And then when we got to the part where you order the food, I'd always get them the hamburger beef patties with gravy, mashed potatoes, and and uh, macaroni and cheese, black eyed peas. I don't know why. That's what I always got. But I couldn't even talk. I was crying so hard. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, the story being is is my sister and I had a you know if I bet I bet folks used to talk and say, you two are just two hellions, and you're never going to get along. But God is great, and my sister and I have a wonderful relationship. But when we was little, we would beat the crap out of each other. And I'm, I'm just telling you a fraction of them. When, when Robin and I got in fights, we got in fights, and it was serious, brother. They were serious. And I mean, we got into some serious uh, knot time, and it was it was tough. But between her packing them uh, St. Joseph Afton up my nose and putting me in the clothes dryer, uh, it, it, it turned out all right. And, and, you know, I look back in retrospect, I, th I do, I thank daddy for every whooping he ever gave me because it gave me discipline and it, it made me the person I am today. And I thank mama for all the, the butt whippings she gave me. Mama gave me some good ones too. And y'all know the difference. Daddy was, was, was different whooping and, and mama was the, uh, she was the, she was like the soup. I don't know what it was, man. I don't, but you know, everybody, every child, and at least I know every child in the South, uh, back then, uh, you were sent on a mission on, a, on more than one occasion. You had to go pull your own switch, go pull a switch. And we get out there and we study the hedgerow and you think, and you're trying to learn. And it's all, it's all about physics, but you you learn as you go through is do the, do the long thick ones 
hurt worse than them little thin ones. And uh, I know the thin ones will, will leave some serious, serious welts on the back of your legs and your back. You know, and today, maybe in today's environment and culture, folks will go, oh, you, you were abused. No, no, I wasn't abused. <laughs> Not even a stretch. I was corrected is what I was, and I was taught. So maybe that's what a lot of young folks learn or don't uh, don't have today. Maybe that's part of the problem we've got society. I don't know. So that's it. I just want to share with y'all a story about me and my lovely sister, Robin. I love her to death. She is a fine woman. She's a good mama. She's a good wife. And she's a good citizen. And uh, Robin has impacted a lot of people in very positive ways in her job because she worked for Free to Lay for over 20-something years. But uh, Robin, Robin's a good woman. And and I thank God for her. I thank God for Mom and Daddy for teaching us right. And uh, like I said, I I, uh, I deserved every whooping I ever got. And uh, Robin, I'm sorry if I ever got really tough on you, but we, we was tough on each other. And anyway, so that's, that's it. That's just... Another story from OJD growing up in the South, and it's the way it was back in the '60s. And uh, I'll, I've got I've got lots more to share. And I thank y'all for listening to me. I, I hope y'all have a blessed day. Remember, God is indeed great. He loves us all, and He ain't gonna never leave us, and He's He's never gonna give up on us. So we're all we're all salvageable. And uh, so that's it. As my great friend Mike Coker would say, "Bicycle."